Good Monday afternoon, everybody. My name is Anthony Grassi. Welcome to your D1T in 5, and let's jump right into it. ESPN is officially no longer pursuing men's basketball bubble events in Orlando due to the ongoing differences between the network and the participating schools regarding the health and safety protocols required for participation. The Athletic Seth Davis adds ESPN sought to adhere to CDC and NCAA guidelines, which are more stringent than those laid out by conferences. ESPN Vice President for Events, Clint Overby, explains the 90-day testing protocol, quote, became the key sticking point. Once we laid that out, there were individual schools who couldn't agree because their conference rules are more open-ended with respect to when you test someone again who has contracted the virus. CBS's John Rothstein reports the network is still trying to salvage the Champions Classic and the Jimmy V Classic, and it sounded like Indianapolis has emerged as the early favorite to host the two events. The D1 Committee on Academics is recommending the suspension of APR penalties for two years due to the pandemic. Schools would not be subject to a loss of postseason competition due to low APRs during this period. The Board of Directors will consider the recommendation on Wednesday. If approved, the committee plans to use the time to, quote, conduct a comprehensive review of the metric and its impact on teams, especially historically black colleges and universities, limited resource schools, and other student-athletes and schools that may face unique or especially difficult challenges during the pandemic. The review would also consider the changing landscape of transfers and the future use of standardized test scores for initial eligibility purposes. The committee also approved waiver guidance for student-athletes who will graduate this semester, allowing those who wish to return to enroll in less than full-time, but no fewer than six credit hours per term. Athlon's Brian Fisher reports that in addition to studying an APR overhaul, the NCAA is creating a task force to study the elimination of ACT and SAT test scores for freshman eligibility, and that it is part of the next big wave of agenda items after January. Southern Miss Athletic Director Jeremy McLean indicates he would like to have a permanent head football coach in place by the end of November. McLean explains that with the early signing period still set to begin December 16th, it would be beneficial to have a head coach in place with some lead time. Regarding the compensation for a new head coach, McLean says the plan, quote, is that we're resourced in a way where we can be in the top few in the conference. I'll say the top five in Conference USA. That doesn't mean just the head coach's salary, that's just one piece. You also have the assistant coach's budget, and you want to make sure that you're resourced in the right way. It will depend on who we hire, just like any job. It'll be dictated by the market, but we're going to put ourselves in the right position. As a whole, from the resourcing standpoint, we want to make sure we're in the top part of the conference. Portland Athletic Director Scott Lakeham is exploring out-of-state options that would allow his men's and women's basketball programs to hold practice and host games, according to the Oregonian's John Canzano, who notes that Governor Kate Brown did not give Portland the same exemption she awarded to Oregon and Oregon State, even though the pilots submitted protocols which mirrored the Ducks and Beavers. Brown's office explained that it is not approving new exemptions and advised UP to try again in 6 to 12 weeks. Kenzano writing, quote, If the aim of our state government is to keep students safe and limit the spread of the virus, chasing people across state lines doesn't feel like the right tactic. Consistent and clear guidelines would be a good start. Daily testing, too. If UP can exactly copy the protocols approved at Oregon and Oregon State, doesn't it work for everyone? Several former UMass women's tennis student-athletes are pushing back against the NCAA after a clerical error resulted in the disbursement of impermissible benefits. Former student-athlete Brittany Collins, a member of the 2017 team whose A-10 title was stripped as a result of the decision, notes the team was unaware anyone had ever received such a benefit, adding, quote, The way the NCAA was punishing us, it sent the message that we had cheated and we had done something wrong. We realized it's a much larger issue in which the NCAA really failed to protect their student-athletes. And it's definitely not the first time, but we hope it's the last. Atlanta 10 Commissioner Bernadette McGlade notes the league spent over $100,000 in legal fees to dispute the decision, 
which arose because UMass inadvertently paid $252 to two student athletes for an on-campus phone line even though they lived off-campus. Collins explains that since scholarship funding arrives in a lump sum, there was no way to know the overpayment occurred. In return to action notes, the New Mexico-San Jose State football matchup has been moved to San Jose State in light of COVID-19 cases in Albuquerque. Purdue head football coach Jeff Brom should be able to return to the team facility this week after being sidelined with COVID-19. Cincinnati is extending a spectator policy at football games through the remainder of the season. The breakouts will not allow fans except for family members of student-athletes and coaches from both teams. Stadium's Jeff Goodman reports the WAC will play its men's basketball schedule on Fridays and Saturdays with teams playing at a single site. The league plans to tip off on January 8th. The West Coast Conference is considering playing its conference games in a bubble in Las Vegas during the 2020-21 season with a final decision expected in the next two to three weeks, according to CBS's John Rothstein. Morgan State has inked a five-year multi-million dollar apparel deal with Under Armour beginning this year. And that is all for your D1T and 5 for Monday afternoon, October 26th. Love to hear your feedback on the show. You can let me know by replying to your D1 ticker email via the link in the podcast description or via social media at D1 ticker. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates and what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. My name is Anthony Grassi, and we will see you bright and early Tuesday morning.